Welcome to Saints and Sinners Unplugged. I'm Ken Jones, joined by our regular co-host. We are four pastors here in South Miami. Get together each week at this time to discuss various aspects of reformational theology. I'm joined by David Menendez from Tamiami Baptist Church, Aldo Leon from Reconciled Church, and Jose Prado from Christ Family Church. We have been engaged in some rather lengthy and some... Uh, pretty enlightening discussions, I think, as it relates to the 20, 20th question on uh, from the Heidelberg Catechism, and that is, are all men, uh, or I, rep- I, I, I try to bring that into modern parlance, yeah. are all humans then, or all humanity, as they perished in Adam, are they saved by Christ? Mm. And that is, it is uh, a serious discussion worth taking seriously. Because the, the, the logic of Scripture, the language and logic of Scripture is that all are universally condemned in Adam. But as we discussed last week, all are not brought to salvation in Christ. Christ is a mediator for a particular people, and those people are engrafted into him and those who are brought, which is what we would call union with Christ, and those who are brought into union with him receive all of his benefits, and the way the, the catechism expresses it, receive all his benefits by a true faith. And that's what leads to question question 21. What is true faith? Uh, Jose, go ahead and read that for us. So here's the question. What is true faith? And the answer is... True faith is not only a sure knowledge by which I hold as true all that God has revealed to us in Scripture. It is also a wholehearted trust which the Holy Spirit creates in me by the gospel that God has freely granted not only to others but to me also. Forgiveness of sins, eternal righteousness, and salvation. These are gifts of sheer grace granted solely by Christ's merit. Mm, That's good. It's building on um, a definition of faith that came out Mm -hmm. of the Reformation, three-part definition. David, would you kind of give us the summary of that? Yeah, the saving faith is not only um, the knowledge of facts, notitia. It is not only to assent to those facts as being true. Which is to say, uh, assent, agree to them. Agree yeah. with mm-hmm. them, a census, but it's also a personal trust, confidence that this is true for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, faith is exercised Which by fiducia. Fiducia, no, yes. Fiducia, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so faith <clears throat> is exercised by the individual, subjective, in other words. It is the result of the regenerating work of the Spirit. So it is exercised by an individual subject, but faith always has an object. Mm. So faith is the subjective exercise, exercise of trusting in an objective body of truth about an objective or about another individual and things that are associated with it. Would that be yeah. a yeah. summary one thing of, that I of wanted, saving faith? One thing that I wanted to say is that, you know, uh, one of the errors that I, I, we see even in um, 
you know, even with some reform circles, is an addition, uh, a fourth prince, a, a fourth aspect or a fourth characteristic of faith uh, to define faith, and that is works. And so mm. a lot of people, so, yeah. so David, as, da- as David defined faith as knowledge, mm-hmm. assent, and trust. That's true faith. That's true faith. We haven't talked about works. Right. So, <laughs> so now a lot of people now add knowledge, assent, trust, and works <laughs> as, a, as the definition of faith. Well, of uh, true faith. And of true faith. And, 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 and I would say it's, not just, it's not, yeah. just, uh, not just works, but some people do, um, like the Catholics, they said the essence yeah. of faith is, is, uh, is trust and affection. Yeah. Like faith and love. Right. And so... Faith formed it's, it's, by love. It's a mixture of trust and affection. Man, so many issues here. Yeah, I was thinking, if I may throw a little monkey in the wrench here, there's several I ways... I little monkeys. I know, I know. <laughs> this one is going to be heavy. There's several ways in which the Heidelberg Catechism departs from other Orthodox Reformed confessions. Mm-hmm. Number one, the doctrine of election explicitly presented is missing. It's not here presented. Sure. We have, we have unfolded it, but num- whereas in other confessions, it is present from the get-go. And, num- well, and this is a catechism, though. Right, right, yeah, right. But that's, not, cat- but, that, but that's all they have. But still, they yeah. could have. We could, we could <laughs> have. Uh, the catechism is all they have. Yeah, you, you, you put out uh, yeah. question 20, section B, and that's great. That's fine. We need to yeah. understand that. Yeah. So in that one aspect, and, and I want to get to the why. Why? Okay. Why are they doing this? So number two. Another way in which they depart from Orthodox, I guess, when I want to say Orthodox, obviously there's one stream, strong they're, stream they, they, these are the, of confessional they, 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 reformation. They're the, they're the Dutch people. Okay, so listen to this. Only those who are saved, going back to 20, who are saved by, who by true faith are grafted into Christ. Mm-hmm. Not grafted into Christ and then true faith. It says who by true faith, in other words, the instrument, this is a way in which they depart who by true faith are grafted into Christ. And then, number three, in which they depart, assurance is of the essence of that true faith. All of these elements combined lead me to believe that they are affirming an objectivity in the proclamation of gospel truth to the sinner, Mm. by which they can, when they hear that word of gospel, find assurance, Mm. know that through it they are regenerated, and know that they have been engrafted into Christ by the proclamation of the gospel, not by going, as some other Reformed confessions, by going to the fruits to see if you're elect, not by going to election to affirm a a limited atonement. All of those things are true, and we affirm them and believe them. But that's why I find this Heidelberg Catechism so pastorally and so dead-centered with the Christ-centeredness that outshines all the rest of confessions. No, that's... That's brilliant because, and, and I think you're absolutely this guy, right. This guy, he doesn't listen, bro. <laughs> no, I, 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 he, I think that's he, that's absolutely right. That assurance is of is of the essence, and so therefore, right. and as you mentioned, the objectivity of our faith yeah. and of the message, and what strengthens us individually and subjectively is as that which yeah. we, our faith clings to. That's my first line of assurance. Let me, let me, it's let me, not let, the let, working let, part of my faith. Me, it's not the fruits of my obedience. Let me throw another monkey in the wrench. So, <laughs> so, uh, 
Because, uh, yeah, I think I, I don't. So, for example, like in the Westminster Confession, um, the the I, I read that confession like a lot. I'm teaching it in seminary courses. I teach it in my in my church. Um, and so I, I've been able to familiarize myself not just with the things there, but the but the way they get there. And when the confession says that assurance is not the essence of faith, it's not saying that um, we don't find assurance in intrinsically in trusting the gospel. That's not the reason why that is there. Now, if you read that. And you and you and you and you take the statement, but that in that section, it's talking about how a lot of believers doubt a lot. That's correct. That, and, and so well, that statement so, in the confession helps. No, but listen, listen. Enable, you're not, you're not listening. Doubt. You're not listening. <laughs> in that part of the confession, it says that believers oftentimes don't have assurance. They don't see Jesus, and guess what? You can still. Be in Christ, mm-hmm. be saved, and have no assurance. But that, but, but, that but that's see, different than what you're saying. No, Aldo, but listen, listen. Here, here, here's a fundamental issue that we're trying to get out here. You need to hear me, bro. Uh, well, <laughs> go ahead, bro. Who's not hearing who? <laughs> you know, bro, like that. Would you, would, I, 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 I agree with that. Hear, hear me out. I agree with that statement and that intention in Westminster. But that's not, I think, what Heidelberg is trying to get at. Yeah, but this is a different conversation. So this well, is, uh, we're talking Heidelberg now. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the conversation of faith, um, th- that's one conversation. Like faith looks to what and trust in what. But as you tease out the conversation, and you're like, well, what about believers when? What about when they don't believe? Like, what about when I don't feel assured? Like, how do I process that? But, but so, so that's the context of of the phrase. But I think that you know what, what, what going back to what David said earlier, that's where the importance of the of the objectivity of the gospel message connects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with which the, with, does yeah. here. And, yeah. And, and in fact, I, I like the way uh, question twenty closes. Not only does it say those who are engrafted into him and this and receive all his benefits. And so what the announcement of the objective gospel is doing is announcing over and over again all of the saving benefits that are in Christ. That's the basis of our assurance, and it does waver. And that's why we need that objective word. And and in the same confession, it says when when believers struggle with assurance, what should they do? It says you should look at the means of grace. In that yes, same one. exactly. Right. So, so it's yeah. not. I don't think these are are exclusive points. I think these no, are. No, no, Yeah, these are no, two not, sides of the pardon same. Pardon me truth. if I, if I, no, I mean to I, knock I, down you, Westminster. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I, apologize, <laughs> I apologize profusely. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make a stronger. I, I, I just prefer Heidelberg. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Look, I'm making a statement. I'm making fine. a case I'm for just, for preference. I'm just saying that. I, I guess my point is that. Um, when statements are made and the context of the statements, it, it, it matters. Sure. And, um, and I, I think that's, that's just how I'm saying. Yeah. But see, so. but, but, and that's the thing, that the promise itself here is assurance. When you believe, to believe necessarily carries an assurance in itself. Mm. Because to believe is to, to trust Christ. And when people say, well, but I'm not sure that I believed. 
Hence, right. well, the sacraments help you as well. You know, notice the bread doesn't refuse you. The water doesn't, you know, have jump out of the, of the font. Right. Because the promise itself carries an objectivity that says, be assured that if you're a sinner, I am the Savior for you, period. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and the point of the means of grace, which includes the proclamation of the gospel, is to present the mediator. Yeah. And the, the finality of his mediation and all of the saving benefits that are in him. So as the writer of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. So that's why yeah. it's, it is the responsibility of the church body. It's the responsibility of gospel preaching to present to the engrafted soul over and over and over again. Yeah. The finished work of the right. mediator. And going yeah. back to, uh, to Jose's point that true faith today just gets presented in terms of the working part of our faith. That right. true faith works. Right. That true faith obeys. I'm almost like... It, That's so, how it gets defined. It's almost as if even trust has been eliminated for works. Mm. Obscured know? definitely yeah. by works. That's yeah. what makes it... So, so what are you going to look to for assurance? Your the works. works your yeah. works. Yeah. Oh, I mean, to say faith obey faith obeys is not the same thing to say as faith is obedience, hmm. and obedience is faith. I think, yeah. and I think that's a problem is that people say, not faith always obeys, but but faith obedience and faith that's the same thing. I think mm. people when they read in scripture the obedience of faith, yes, mm-hmm. they are interpreting uh. that to be that working result and consequence of faith. Yeah. Hence, that's how we are saved. We cannot be saved without a faith that works. And that needs sure. to be teased out and, and, sure. and, and, and unfolded right. and to yeah. safeguard the true definition of true faith, genuine faith, right. which first has to be defined by trust right. in Christ without and apart from my works. Yeah, it, it, it obscures, like you said, the objectivity of the reality that it is, it is the object of our faith that yeah. saves us. Right. Not, not, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the measure of our faith. Yeah, or, and that or, promise assures. There's an objective. Right. That promise that is a promise, source of assurance. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> so the struggling center. So true faith, because the, the point being is that Christ is the mediator for all of those who have true faith. And those who have, the, who have true faith are those who are engrafted in him or mm-hmm. brought into union with yeah. him. So I guess part of the question then would be, where does that faith come from? Mm-hmm. And how is it, how is it manifest? Hmm. It's created in me by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the agent through the gospel that is the means. So faith is not, it's not, it does not begin with man. Faith is itself, as Paul says right. in Ephesians 2, yeah. uh, by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself, yeah. but it is the gift of God. Yeah. So faith is us acting on the gift that God has given us to know our condemned status and to know Christ as our only Savior and to rest in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To recognize that all that the Father has required has been met in him, and the fullness of the Father's wrath has been poured out on him, and I rest in both of those facts. Hmm. 
Indeed. Yeah, the, uh, here, here's, yeah. Here's, here's one. Um, I actually looked it up. It says in uh, number two of faith in the Westminster, it says, but the, but the principal acts of saving faith are accepting, receiving, and resting upon Christ alone for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. Amen. But but it's interesting. Before that, it says... Beautifully faith, stated. <laughs> faith believes whatever to be true in the Word. It says, the authority of God himself speaking there acts differently upon the particular passages, yielding obedience, commands, trembling at his threatenings, embracing the promises of life. So it says, faith believes everything in the Bible, God's threats, God's mm. gifts, rewards, mm-hmm. but the principal acts. Mm. So even though like it says, I believe everything in Scripture... The essence of believing God's word is receiving, the resting on Christ alone, um, who is through the covenant of grace. Um, and so I think, I think something th- to think about is that um, faith doesn't believe essentially that by grace I can trust Jesus to do the works he calls me to do. That's not the essence of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, faith doesn't believe that I believe that God threatening me can kind of get me to just, um, you know, uh, get to a place of making him really happy. The essence of faith is I believe that Jesus Christ, um, is sufficient for me, for all things, always, no exceptions. So so as we just, no, no, no footnotes. So, so as we just stated, then faith looking to Jesus by faith is, and, and one of the reasons we, we don't find the threatenings aimed at us in that way is because we truly believe that the full weight of divine wrath, which we deserve, has been borne by him. Right. And once we understand that, that all of, just as all of our sins have been forgiven in him, all of the condemnation of God for sin has been born by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the object of faith is not the gradual progressive sanctification of the spirit in me. Mm. That that so so created in me by the Holy Spirit through the gospel, I want to then affirm that the, the the action of the Holy Spirit is the washing of regeneration. That the Holy Spirit leads yes. to that trust in the objective promise that assures, and then fear is driven out by that promise. Mm-hmm. Not by looking at my sanctification or my works, but the Holy Spirit brings the washing of regeneration because connected with the promise of the gospel. It leads me, it says here, to be justified by his grace. I become an heir. Mm. That's First Peter chapter, uh, Titus uh, chapter 3. Right. Yeah, and, and faith... Faith doesn't look to um, the experience of faith so much as it looks to the the event that creates faith, the, mm. the Christ event, yeah. the Christ resurrection, the Christ atonement. So faith is not our personal delight, mm-hmm. but our personal delight is a fruit oh, of that faith. That's right. It's not that's a right. desire. Either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You say faith looks to God's delights over us by virtue of Christ's actions for us. And it's not right. either a surrender right. in, in to Christ in obedience. In other words, faith is not our first righteousness. Mm. <laughs> Act of righteousness. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's why that's why Paul says that, you know, it's a gift of God so that no one yeah. may boast. Yeah. The reality I, is that none of us can look to that 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 moment of faith 
and be like, oh man, like how the, awesome of me. I like, yeah. I, I like this one too. Like, listen, uh, those whom God effectually follow, calls, he also freely justifies, not by infusing righteousness into them, mm. but by parting their sins and accounting and accepting their persons as righteous, not for anything wrought in them yes. or done by them, but for Christ's sake alone, not by imputing faith itself, the act of believing, or any other evangelical obedience to them as their righteousness, but by imputing the obedience and satisfaction of Christ unto them, they receiving and resting on him and his righteousness by faith, which faith they have not of themselves, it is a gift of God. So it's like not the act of faith, not what accompanies faith, mm -hmm. not the results of faith, mm -hmm. um, but solely the the act of obedience um, and the substitutionary death, which faith and resurrection that faith connects us to yeah. yeah and and man that just i think underlines the importance of the ministry of the gospel for the yeah. people of god especially yeah. even as it's as is worded here in the in the in the catechism true faith is not only a certain knowledge whereby i hold um, for truth all that god has revealed to us in his word but also an assured confidence which the Holy Ghost works by the gospel in my heart. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I, I wonder, yeah. you know, when we talk about the importance of, of being gospel-centered when we're preaching, and I've shared this with other ministers just individually, <laughs> that even if we're preaching a series on the Ten Commandments, we've not faithfully preached that as gospel ministers if we've not grounded it mm. in the gospel. Yeah. We don't just present that as a list of to-dos. Right. We show it to show the beauty of holiness, and we show it to show what God has required of us. So everyone who thinks they have reached the mark, he moves the mark. He shows, nope, if you think you've attained, this is what it really means. Right. So that even the most pristine of Christians are laid bare before the cross and guilty mm. and recognize that the one who has kept this yeah. is the one that we look to for our salvation. And the failure, the penalty for our failure is what he wears in his body. I mean, that's when we preach the gospel, we're not just giving principles of life. Yeah. We're really giving the principle of life, yeah. hmm. and that is new life in Christ. Man, if we Amen. leave our if we leave our people after preaching uh, with a le with a list of do's, like here here's what I need to do, you know, uh, you know to to have uh, some sort of standing before God. I mean, what we've actually preached is antichrist. Mm. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. not Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we we've preached antichrist. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're stunned into silence. <laughs> stunned into silence. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's significant because Christian assurance yep. hangs on that. Yeah. Sure. And that is big, I tell you. I don't know. I, we, that assurance, if, if we lack that, the devil does all kinds of numbers <sighs> on us. Well, and that's one of the yeah. reasons Paul says in 2 Corinthians when the, the, the young man who had been disciplined by the church, mm. he says, okay, you've, you've already disciplined him, but now you must be sure and yeah. quick to show him love yeah. lest he become overwhelmed. Hmm. And we are not ignorant of Satan's devices because yeah. Satan can wreak havoc hmm. with the soul who thinks they are saved 
but are questioning it because of something they've seen within. Yeah. Yeah. We confront sin. We challenge sin. That's, you know, we, we, we're not comfortable with sin. We shouldn't be. Are, are, you, are, you, are you guys uh, familiar with um, the, the concept of congruent merit? Yeah. 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 You know what? I, you know. You know what? I, here's a thought. I think faith a lot of times now mm-hmm. is conveyed um, with that kind of framework. So, so for example, like you'll hear like, um, uh, you know, I don't. Know, I guess I don't need to name names, but let's say faith is. It's not obeying God necessarily, but it is being willing to and desiring to want to obey and trust Jesus. So it's almost like God imputes some kind of merit, yeah, not yeah, by yeah. the obedience, but the, but yeah. the, but the desire, the desire to be, you, yeah. and, 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 and it's like a congruent merit is not neither the basis of our salvation nor an instrument. It's always condign yeah. merit, actual mm-hmm. yes. merit, mm-hmm. not, I really would like to obey as, as yeah. a believer. Therefore God kind of, yeah. Makes that some kind of meritorious so, instrument, and but, whether that is used for salvation or for assurance, because huh, yeah. that also gets yeah. presented. Oh, but but do you have a desire to obey? Well, just look to that. Well, do, do it. <laughs> well, well, it's the faith attaches us to real obedience, and that's yeah. that's what yeah. gives us assurance that you know when we look at at our failures and our inability, faith points us away from us right. and points us to the finished work of Christ. And that's where and that's, our gratitude, that's what sparks us. That's, that's where what, my desire <laughs> yeah. begins to, yeah. uh, to be that's, awakened. That's, that's the category. I mean, the, yeah. the structure of, of the Heidelberg is guilt, that, that, that's grace, a true, and gratitude. That's a true mortification do, of sin. Do you, know why, do, do you know what was most offensive to uh, a lot of Catholics? It was not... It was not our view of salvation. It was our view of assurance. Mm. That's what they were most. That, that was one of the things that made them most mad. Yeah. And I, have you guys? Are you are you guys familiar? Mm. I, I, mm. I guess we got a we have time. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with Flame, the rapper? Uh, yeah. I've I've man years no? ago someone yeah. sent me one of his CDs. What about him? So Flame, the rapper, was. Uh, I am familiar with the name though. He was a part of like. Uh, like one of these like Baptist churches around Louisville, Kentucky, like a new covenant, uh, like kind of like mm-hmm. church. And, um, he, he left, he left quote unquote Calvinism. Um, and he's a Lutheran now. Really? And he, he talks about it a lot in his new album. And what's interesting about it is that he's, he said that in, in Calvinism, by Calvinism, he means like, you know, like a, a couple points. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, and a couple, and, and like you know, a John Piper book, um, but it's, it's understand. But basically, he's like, you guys are always on some quest to assure yourself. <laughs> Sad. Sad. And you don't live from the assurance of objectivity, but you live from the perplexity of potential assurance by subjectivity. I didn't say it in these terms. I'm, I'm just. And and he's became a and I was like, you know what? I don't think he's rejecting what we're talking about. No, no, no. no. I think he's rejecting evangelicalism's kind of like pietistic hybrid of of quote unquote Calvinism. Absolutely. But I'm fascinated with that with with that conversation. No, I am. It's very interesting. Is that like an an interview or something? He he talks about it on his album. Oh, okay. Why he's a Lutheran? 
You know, it's interesting. You got to give it to David then. (laughs) I'm not. Truth be told, uh, without the reality of that objective uh, election and and the uh, the objectivity of the atonement, uh, I I need not only assurance for now, but I need assurance for the future into glory. And sadly, um, there's a part of Lutheran confession that that lacks that. Well, yeah, you you can stop believing one day and and go to hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is there is a subjective. When side. they change that, I might consider. <laughs> there, there is a sub, there, there is a subjective side to our assurance, and that's why that gets affected. It, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and that's why we must always point people back to Christ. That's what it comes down yeah. to. That's yeah. why the you gospel is so important. If I may add something, the the mar- the marrow brethren. Uh, I think they frame this correctly. They affirm that the first line of assurance is the promise and yes. the promise of the gospel. And then they speak of our works and fruits as a secondary reflex, yes. yeah. a reflex type of assurance. We never go there first. Yeah. No. But when we look to Christ and his assurance and the promise, we will yeah, I think be thankful. I, I, we will love. And that's a reflex. And we can yeah. look to it from I, from the framework of the gospel. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's oversimplified to say that works mm-hmm. play zero part in our assurance. Oh. I think that's oversimplified mm-hmm. because John talks about we know we're of the truth right. because we love the brothers. That's a but, great point. But, but how you nuance that yes, indeed. can lead you to destroy assurance entirely and make it yeah. totally like uh right. you know self uh, self-created, or I think it, it, exactly what you said. It's look as you look to your works, you look to the source of those works, and the mm-hmm. source of those works is Christ's finished work. Um, I say and, never, and, 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 and yeah. as you see, and you see, your works that you do as a Christian are only acceptable because they're done through Christ. Exactly. So yes, look to your works, but you cannot look to your works apart from objective, final, right. finished grace. Apart from your works, <laughs> yeah. But but so but, it I, always I, leads you back to. Something deeper than when those you look words. to your works, and if you remain there for a long period of time, you're not going to be assured. Well, yeah. well, that's why that's why the that's that's <laughs> why our discussions, them, yeah. any any public discussions on these matters, that's one thing. That's yeah. we're presenting these principles, these truths, but how they play out in the trenches, sure, it's sure. gonna it's gonna be it's it's gonna yes. vary. So, yes. uh, one person may be struggling with assurance as they're struggling with you know giving in to the mm-hmm. the desires of the flesh. That's gonna. That's a whole different pastoral conversation. Yes. As we deal with the reality of that which you are yeah. clinging to, yeah. as well so, as what your, your faith attaches yeah. you to. So, so here's a, here's a practical example. So, like, when someone tells me like I have no desire to honor God, I'll be like, you're not a Christian, right? <laughs> when someone tells me like, man, like I, I wanted to desire God, but I don't, and I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, you need to get over your desire of God. Mm. Yeah. You know. So like, but if someone tells me like I have I I genuinely don't really care about obeying God at all, right? Then I think that that would your problem is you know, not so much. Wouldn't you say that sometimes we have that person in the in the in the pastoral office, and they're just miserable about it. That that all they see is the wretchedness of their lack well, of desire. I mean, like, and not, their not, lack of obedience, but they're wretched about it. Not not momentary. Uh-huh. I mean, like a broader narrative. Yeah. You know, where someone's because like... Because the Pharisee would never tell you that, Aldo. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when I see people that, like, are are really perplexed about their disobedience, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that's different than the person that's like, oh, obedience. Right. I'm, you don't, I'm, you in, don't, I'm, yeah, in, I'm yeah, in Jesus, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, at that point, like, I don't, I don't tell them they need to work um, to kind of validate, like, their profession of faith. Um, um, I, I, I think at that point, like, I, I go right back to the law. Mm-hmm. You yeah. call them to repentance, which is Matthew yes, eighteen. Exactly. You've spoken you know, as a exactly. true Lutheran now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we could go on, but we need to wrap this up. But here's here's the trajectory: Is Jesus the mediator for all of the sins of all humanity? The way the Catechism answers it is no. He is the mediator for those who are engrafted to Him or in Him by faith. Those who have true faith, true faith is a gift of God, true faith looks to Christ, and true faith is affirmed Hmm. by God in the ministry of word and the sacraments that remind us of of Christ's finished work on our behalf. Um, We hope this discussion has been helpful, uh, and we look forward to continuing and going to the next thing. Uh, And actually, the next question is now, what are some of the elements? What is it that it is necessary for us to believe in order to be a Christian? So thank you for joining us. We look forward to being with you again next week on Saints and Sinners Unplugged. Nothing but the blood of Jesus.